All right, all right, guys. You know what that sound means. It is time for fantasy football. That's right. The Barbershop Group is opening up its fantasy football league today. We've got 20 slots, 20 teams available going head-to-head the whole year. If you win, you'll get a personalized trophy from us at the Barbershop Group. You'll also be invited to be a special guest on our podcast. Can't beat that. So head over to Facebook, click the link, and sign up through ESPN. Hey guys, it's Charles with the Barbershop Group Podcast. I hope that you all are doing well. Um, You know, there's something that has been on my mind um, probably over the last maybe two months, um, and it's kind of like bubbling. And so I figured, hey, I'll share it with some of you guys and see if any of it resonates. Again, uh, thoughts are things and things do change. If it is not for you, pass it to someone who it is for. But, um, you know, guys, uh, election time is approaching in America. Um, And as many Americans may have noticed over the years, whenever election time rolls around, like people start to get election fever, right? The coverage on the news increases, uh, even though people have been taught, or at least some of us were taught anyway, not to discuss politics at work. People are discussing politics at work. I I think over probably the last maybe 10 to 15 years, the last three presidencies have, um, we've had a a new understanding or a different understanding about open discussion of politics and political beliefs and stuff like that. So there's some emotional stress that is out there uh, that relates to politics as well. Now, on this podcast, I I try to get guests to talk about a lot of things, but one thing I never really care uh, to invite guests on the show to talk about are politics. You know, Um, it's just, yeah, if it's got something to do with men and mental health or their, their overall well-being, then where those, where politics or policies and, and men and mental health uh, kind of collide, then, you know, we'll have a, a discussion about that. But, um, you know, that's, that's, that's about it. Yeah, we, we use social media accounts to highlight those things as well. But this isn't the place to, to kind of come in and, and pick political sides. You know, one of my favorite teachers that I love and, and miss dearly, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, He'd often say, the earth is round. The earth is round. So why do you feel the need to pick a side? (laughs) Right. And obviously, if some of you all have heard previous podcasts, you know that um, I'm not a big fan of picking anybody's sides. That's just not how I live my life. I try living life that way. And as I began to go through personal experiences, well, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, That resonates with me more and more as I get older. You know, a lot of people don't realize that when we we pick sides, inevitably we pick the thoughts and emotions um, that are related to those sides. We pick thoughts and emotions that we're willing to subject ourselves to. 
Of course, we'll always be impacted by thoughts and feelings, but when we're locked into a particular perspective, our emotions and feelings follow the same pattern. And many of us haven't actually realized it, but some of us have. Some of us have realized it, and well, we're just, we're pretty much sold on what we think and, and how we think, and that we have to have a side, and we're just gonna go to our to our death like that. And that's okay too. Just know that not everybody's like that, right? And also know that maybe there's something else out there. Maybe there's a different way to um, to live life. At any rate, another thing happens nearing elections. Um, and <laughs> it's funny, that's an increase in the sight of bumper stickers right? I mean, just bumper stickers. I almost feel like bumper stickers were made for politicians or made by politicians. Maybe they were. I don't know. I have to look up the history of the bumper sticker. But at any rate, you know, when elections get closer, it seems like bumper stickers increase on cars and in windows and everywhere, (laughs) right? Um, Car bumper stickers. But they're not just putting them on bumpers, obviously, you know, they're putting them in windows and, and, and everything. Often we, when you see a, a car like, like this, that car tends to have several stickers, not just one. Now, see, if you, if you, maybe you've never thought about this before, but if you're listening to this podcast and you're driving as the mind does what the mind does, you're probably going to start looking for cars with bumper stickers and counting them. <laughs> If you find a car with one bumper sticker, great. But odds are you'll probably see a car with more than one bumper sticker on it. Okay. One just isn't enough. Bumper stickers always get me to turn my my head to the side. Like I'm just kind of confused. You know, I can recall attending an event here, there, and, and being given a bumper sticker. And the folks who gave me the bumper sticker, I mean, they were excited to give me that bumper sticker, right? And I'm thinking to myself, what in the hell is wrong with you? I'm not putting that on my car. I don't care what it says. <laughs> but yeah, bumper stickers are a thing. Um, but I'm like, yeah, why would I put a permanent or semi-permanent sticker or stickers on my vehicle, right? Now, I get it. Maybe they represent something that you identify with. Sometimes there are bumper stickers out there that probably kind of like vibe with us, right? They resonate with us. But attach that to your car, to your window, like put it at in your house or something like that. Just doesn't, I don't know. It's just strange to me. Um, you know. But the thing about putting the bumper sticker on the vehicle, it obviously doesn't increase the value of the car. Like never, ever. You've never gone to a car dealership and said, hey, I want that car right there with the bumper sticker on it because it's so nice. Right? No. And then if you look at bumper stickers, bumper stickers do something else uh, for us. Right? Um, they, They tell us, well, I won't say they tell us, but bumper stickers can give the the impression right they can give us some inkling into thought ideas and patterns of the person who is maybe 
driving the vehicle or of the person who owns the vehicle, right? Um, but hey, bumper stickers, yeah, they do increase. You know, bumper stickers for me um, are all about labels, right? Not just thoughts, but about labels. And, um, you know, there are a lot of people who don't really realize how they have subjected themselves to labels, how they have given over their lives, given over their success, maybe given over their failures to, to labels. For me, again, bumper stickers are about fixed labels and I just, I can't stand them. Okay. I can't stand them. You know, I drove my imaginary car around with labels for a long time in my life with a lot of bumper stickers. And um, at one point, those bumper stickers seemed like they were positive bumper stickers. They they represented me or I represented them. I really don't know at this point. I think I think it kind of can become confusing when you put a label on yourself when you put a bumper sticker on yourself and it's not really who you are you try to be what that bumper sticker says right and if you can't be what that bumper sticker says then good luck trying to remove it right <laughs> it's hard to peel off and not only is it hard for you to peel off other people will look at you right and they've gotten so used to seeing you with that bumper sticker on you and they're like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you taking that bumper sticker off? Well, I don't really know how to interact with you now that you're taking that bumper sticker off. What does it mean? Bumper stickers, labels. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about for a few minutes today. There are a whole lot of us out there who are trying to transition our lives. Either we are actively trying to transition our lives or we're being forced to transition our lives. And I see people struggle with this every day, whether it is divorce new job, aging children, aging, dying parents, um, moving to a new place, relationship changes. Well, I mean, and even within a relationships that uh, a, a relationship can still be ongoing, but it's going through some changes and people have to adapt and people are struggling with the ad adaptation of that relationship because everybody's walking around with these bumper stickers on, right? Everybody has attached this way of being to themselves and they're struggling to rip the bumper sticker off. Okay. And, um, you know, at my age, I see a lot of people making career transitions or wanting to, but a lot of people are fearful. A lot of people are fearful, um, because they, they, they've walked around with this bumper sticker. When you make your resume, believe it or not, your resume is a freaking bumper sticker. <laughs> it's a huge bumper sticker, several bumper stickers all put together. And, you know, when you've done the same thing over a long period of time, people will say, oh, man, I don't I've got to rebrand myself and I don't know if I can do it. They struggle with it. And we struggle with those things because of the labels that have been given to us the bumper stickers that have been given to us and the things that we've adopted ourselves. And, you know, one of the things that I learned over time was that whenever you want to get to the next level of success, you probably have to rip that old bumper sticker off. You know, if you want to leave 
the old place that you were in, if you want to leave the unhealthy place that you were in before you've got to rip that bumper sticker off, can't stay. If you were in a marriage and, um, you know, you're divorced now and it ended uh, in a way that you couldn't have imagined, then you probably need to go back and do some work and get that bumper sticker off, right? That bumper sticker that you had on on yourself when you were married said, it's going to be like this. I'm in it until I die and everything else and it's under the sun, whatever you told yourself, right? And it didn't work out. And yeah, you're going to go through grieving process and things like that. But eventually, as part of that grieving process, you're going to have to rip that label off, rip it off, right? Um, you know, if you struggle with addiction, yeah. And yeah, I hear people say all the time in, in sobriety groups, hi, my name is John and I'm an addict. You know, hi, John. You know, that's how you introduce yourself in sobriety groups. But eventually you have to see yourself beyond that label of being an addict. Now, I don't mean that you don't recall being an addict and you don't wake up every day and try to live a sober, clean life. But if you walk around and say to yourself that you're an addict, Okay, then you're also going to subject yourself to certain types of thinking and modes of behavior. Um, Some of them are good, but not all of them are. Okay, and I can tell you this. I experienced this, Um, you know, as a person who struggled with addiction. um, I got to a point where I thought, well, yeah, everybody is like me and they they just don't know it. Well, that's not necessarily true. I got to a point where I thought that everybody would have the same type of conversation that I had because I had that label, right? But everybody doesn't have that label, you see. So these bumper stickers don't really help us as much as we think they do. You know, recently we published an article about a Christian Christian pastor who wrote some very, very negative uh, things in a book about gay men and gay women, the Christian church, and just, you know, writing for young people and things. And he has recently um, written an article talking about how he can't promote those previous ideas anymore, that he just hates the fact that he wrote that book, right? And here you, what you hear is a man who's having a personal spiritual revelation of his own now, not a religious revelation, a spiritual revelation, see? of his own now. And he's going, whoa, you know what? That didn't really benefit me. And that didn't benefit somebody else. And I don't want that label anymore. I want to rip that bumper sticker off. And I found it ironic that, um, unfortunately, when he wrote this article, not a lot of uh, news media sites, not a lot of organizations and people wanted to put that article out there. Because, again, it's difficult to even recognize that somebody's taking a label off of them, right? We've been taught these labels. But when you think about it, even the people who taught you to put those bumper stickers and labels on you, some of them told you to put some really bad bumper stickers and labels on you. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too this. You're too that. All labels, all bumper stickers. Right. I mean, some of us grew up in households where our parents were teaching us to be just like them. 
In fact, some of you out there probably now are, are using certain things to kind of convince yourselves that your children are supposed to be like you. Or maybe you grew up in a house where yeah, that happened to you. It's all labels, all bumper stickers. You see, how many bumper stickers are you going to walk around with? And you know, how many do you have to pull off? Obviously, the more you keep on you, the longer it takes to get them off. Right. It gets harder and harder and harder. Those things get stickier. They, they don't come off easy uh, the longer they've been on us. OK, so, you know, when you talk about your success, whether I'm talking, you know, you're thinking about making a change uh, for your job, making a change for your relationship, making a change for your personal life or financial life, whatever it is that's out there, you've got to be willing to ask yourself, what bumper stickers do I have on me now? And are those bumper stickers helping me get to where I want to go? Are those bumper stickers putting the best me forward? Or are they hindering me? Okay. You know what happens after you've got this bumper sticker on you and it didn't benefit you anyway? I think about that sometimes when it comes to elections, guys. You know, I'm like, hey, if your guy, <laughs> your guy, that's so stupid to me anyway, if that person doesn't win, Okay, the election. What do you do with that bumper sticker? I mean, you do you take it off right away? Because you know, you got some people who this is 2019, they're still walking around with Bush 04 bumper stickers on their cars. I don't know why, right? Um, and and let's face it, a lot of us have preconceived ideas about the people once we see them with those bumper stickers. Well, the same thing is true about us, right? We walk around with our bumper stickers on, and people have preconceived notions about us. Okay, how we're supposed to act, what we're supposed to think. But then we, too, also have those bumper stickers and we sometimes say, hey, I'm supposed to be like this. And, you know, a lot of my close friends will tell you as soon as you tell me what I'm supposed to be like, man, I'm done with the conversation. Bumper stickers. Get rid of the bumper stickers in your life if you want success. Okay, bumper stickers are temporary, short term things. And a lot of those things are unhealthy. They come from a place uh, with jaded perspectives. They are biased. You don't even know it's not healthy for us. So just wanted to share that with you all today. Bumper stickers. Now, when you go out there driving your car looking for bumper stickers, be kind to the people you see. <laughs> don't beat anybody over the head because of their bumper stickers. Right. But recognize that in our own lives, psychologically, we have to work to get rid of the bumper stickers that are no longer healthy for us. So I hope that you all will have a great day. Uh, enjoy the weekend with your family, your friends. Take care of yourselves and, um, and be well. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're everywhere. We put out a lot of uh, articles on men's health, mental health toxic masculinity, whether it is, whether you believe it's real or not, we put all those articles out there for you to see uh, and just to kind of have guys exercise their minds. So we hope that you enjoy our show. We're always looking for guys to come on the show and talk about real life experiences. Uh, share it with your friends. Okay. So um, having said that, we hope that you'll be well. We'll talk to you soon. The Barbershop Group provides safe spaces for men to discuss issues of well-being and mental health. The Barbershop Group also serves as a resource to the community. 
providing consultations and public speakers through partnerships with attorneys, mental health professionals, family agencies, religious institutions, and other advocates. In the near future, the Barbershop Group seeks to renovate dilapidated residential and commercial properties in urban areas to create respite shelters for displaced men. We will also host mentorship retreats and workshops for young men and adults to foster growth through our Iron Sharpening Iron and our Rebuilding Men programs. In addition, we host a weekly podcast covering issues of mental health, homelessness, financial literacy, education, and leadership. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please email us at info at thebarbershopgroup.org. Visit our Facebook page or call 313-585-9948 for more information. 